Hello again. Thank you so much for being with us. We are honored and privileged to share what we've learned through the years and hope to save you some time, energy, and lots of money <laughs> by running around all over town doing things that maybe we weren't perhaps created to do. So we are going to open up in prayer. Um, that is the most important thing that we can do is just invite um, God into this space and place. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together, for weaving us together, for giving us these moments. And we ask that your Holy Spirit would be present, would be evident, uh, that you would anoint our lips, anoint our ears to hear from you, to uh, communicate effectively, and just to allow us to dive into you and all these beautiful things that you've gifted each and every one uh, who is on this call. You've gifted us with certain things and specific uh, gifts and purposes and passions, and we want to make sure that we're using those to glorify you while we're here on earth. So thank you um, for helping us to stop wasting time and getting about your business and helping other people and create disciples. And for that, we just praise you. We thank you for technology. We thank you for people's time. And uh, may we just be good stewards of all that you've blessed us with. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, well, I am so happy that we are here together. And yes, I'm so grateful for technology that we are able to do this um, from all across the United States. So again, thank you. Um, we, I hope that you got the email last night. If you didn't, we'll get this to you. But we've got a five-page PDF that we emailed out to participants. Don't worry if you don't have it. It just makes note-taking a lot easier. And we want to make sure that you're being present to the information. So if you're not in a quiet space or you're trying to multitask, um, if you know me, you know that I always say multitasking is overrated. Uh, it gets a lot of hype, but it means that we're not being solely present on one thing that we're supposed to be doing. So if you're not in a quiet space or just a place that you can really focus, um, and hear and take notes, um, please go ahead and do that. And um, I promise we won't take too much of your time. But this is an investment in yourself, so let's just make the most of it. The outline is on that first page, so we won't go through that. We're just going to get right into the second page. Um, you see on the outline there's me in the first half, and then there's Andrea in the second half. Uh, we'll probably both speak about 20 to 25 minutes each with a pause for some questions, comments, or feedback. Um, in vain of time, we'll, we'll only have time for one or two people. And then at the very end, we're going to open it up to you for questions. We will end promptly at 1.30. So if by chance you have something, just send me over an email, michelle at yogafaith.org. And if you would like the receipt of completion, just put in the subject line, Mentor Moments Feedback 1.1218. Subject line Mentor Moments Feedback 1.1218. And I will get you a receipt, a certificate for your CEC for the hour and a half, um, obviously non-contact hours. Um, okay, so page two. On the top there it says Purpose and Passion. And uh, I just have what is your pathway. And I know some of you have been through our program. Some of you have not been. Um, some of you have just been you know, to distant. Or perhaps you're a you know, registered yogi from somewhere else. Or you just happen to be on this line because you care about balance and you care about having that in your life so that you can be most effective in your life, whether it comes to family, work, ministry, and everything else. 
So there's a lot of things vying for our attention. And uh, for those yogis who are on this call, sometimes we graduate or we we don't we kind of get stuck in that paralysis of analysis after graduation don't do anything at all some of us are doing everything and really not finding our place in the world so number 1 i wanted to ask what is your pathway i want you to remember your gifts your passions your skills and i'll get to brick walls in a moment but these are things that you have been loving to do ever since you were a child sometimes life or marriage or kids or job um, you name it gets in the way and these dreams and gifts and desires and the things that God put inside of you to do, they get buried. They continue to get buried and stuffed and stuffed and stuffed. And then eventually, you know, who knows, when we're 40 or 50 or 60 or 70, we're like, oh my gosh, I just, I just never did that thing that God kept nagging, God kept calling me to. Or you know that you know and you know where you're supposed to be doing something but that paycheck and the health insurance, that all is, is really, really difficult to leave. So I want to ask you about your gifts and your passions and skills, and I want to encourage you to get alone and ask yourself, and this is a prime, um, a prime time you know, at the end of the year reflecting, but then also looking forward. That's why the windshield is bigger, right? To really go, what do you have for me in this new year, and how can I use my gifts? Getting back to basic, what, what are you good at? What comes naturally for you. Um, your skill sets, this is something that you enjoy to do. Nobody has to pay you to do it. And then I have brick walls because I want you to know that if you continue to uh, crash into these brick walls, if you continue to beat your head against a brick wall, if things are always a struggle and always hard, this is probably not your purpose and passion, right? Because God, and I'm not saying that the dream the pathway to the dream is easy. What I'm saying is God is going to make a way. As you put that foot out, as you step out in faith, as you do and you trust, he's going to open that door. And that's a door that nobody else can shut. So if you keep running into shut doors, perhaps God has something else for you in a different direction. B says to get alone with God and meditate. Those first two blanks are his will. The third blank is is yours. So get alone with God and meditate on His will, not yours. Oftentimes we, you know, I'll just take graduating from yoga training as an example, um, and we think we've got it. We think we're going to go open a studio, or we think we're going to go here and teach here, and we've got our plan. And we're just like, God, bless our plan. That's not the way God works. So I want you to just get alone and ask God, what do you, what do you want? What do you have for me? The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. He's not playing hide and seek. If you ask, he will answer, I promise you. But you have to get still and you have to get quiet so you can actually hear, right? And then see what comes naturally to you. Naturally is that blank. What comes naturally to you? Again, it's something that you don't have to be paid for. You don't need accolades for. It's something that is your greatest joy. So getting back to basics, when you do meditate with God, when you do get alone, you know. In fact, it probably already came to your mind when I said what comes naturally to you, what brings you the greatest joy. And, you know, for me, if you cut me, I would bleed dance. That's an answer that comes really quickly to me. It's in, it runs through my veins, dance. And if I cut you, what would you bleed? You know the answer. It probably came really quick. And D says, where do you find the most joy? And I already covered that, so that's that last blank. 
Number two, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to be or where I'm supposed to, uh, what I'm supposed to be doing. That is just going back to those brick walls. And again, if you're just continuing to bang your head or be frustrated, God didn't create us to be frustrated. He created us to be alive, our soul prospering just as our, the rest of our life prospers, that we're to have this abundant, amazing life, not this roller coaster of joy and depression and you know, just getting off that roller coaster and really entering into the jet stream of God's blessings, of his grace, of his abundance. And that's the life that he has promised. So if you're constantly on that roller coaster or if your emotions are up and down or one day you're very happy, one day you uh, can't get out of bed, that's not the life that God has for us. So, you know, that comes back to just being frustrated. Maybe it has to do with you trying to new, do new things or you think that you're putting God in your world where it should be the other way around. You're, you're asking God to, to bless your plans, and he's asking you to do quite the opposite. So just, again, getting back to basics, getting alone with God. B says, this is 2B, but I have this, this is Revelations 2.4, by the way, if you by chance don't have the PDF, but the blank is against. And this is the verse. It says, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love that you had at first. So I'm just asking you to return to your first love, especially if you're in those seasons of frustration, depression, anxiety. Lord, what is the deeper issue here? And I, I just thought really sick that he would have something against me, that God would have something against me, that I have abandoned my first love. Forgive us, Father God. Forgive us for just going astray and doing our own thing. But bring us back. Bring us back to you. C says, how do I know if this is God's voice or my imagination? Great question, right? Um, how many of you have taken a job where you're like, I have heard from God. This is what God wanted me to do. Um, the other day I was in Bethel, and it was an experience. It was just a huge privilege and honor. I was in a sozo session, and I asked the Holy Spirit if I had, if I had gone ahead of him, if I had gone ahead of the fire and the cloud and the consequences for that. And he brought to me a job. He brought to me this job to mind instantly that I had, I in my head thought it was him, but it wasn't. And that job was miserable. It was pretty much hell on earth. I, I walked out. I couldn't even give two weeks because that meant I had to be there for two more weeks. Like, he brought that job up, and I was like, wow. But then he said, when has there been a time where you followed my fire and cloud, and what were those blessings? And it was quite the opposite, right? Hell on earth and heaven on earth. And we have that ability, um, by the way, to bring heaven on earth. That's a side note, but that's another call. Um, so really, really discerning his voice and, and, his, and your imagination. And I, within that 2C, his voice will lead you, fill in the blank, closer. His voice will lead you closer to him, and you will have peace is the second blank. His voice will lead you closer to him, and you will have peace. So we know the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? So if it's uh, division or destruction or anxiety or any of these things that are not of peace, that don't bring us closer to God, that is not God. If we feel this peace, 
if I got a job offer or whatever it might be, and I had complete peace. I prayed about it. I asked the Holy Spirit. Remember, he's, he's our guide here on earth. God left him for us. So ask him. And then we have this complete peace. That is the voice of God. That is discerning, discerning his voice and his will and his way over your will and your way and your imagination. Just really going back to, you know, is this God? And we can actually hear from God in those times of stillness and being with him. You know, you're not going to hear from him if you don't hang out with him. So you have to make it a priority um, to spend time with him, to hear his heart. Uh, part two of C there, that first blank is flow. And the second blank is flowing. So it says, find your flow, period. You are flowing when you are, and that blank is for you to fill out. Find your flow. You are flowing when you are. Again, going back to if I cut you, what would you bleed? You are doing blank when you are. You are at your joyous. You are at your most peaceful, your most abundant self when you are flowing in your you fill in that blank. I can't answer it for you. But this comes with a God confidence. You are confident in doing it. Number three, I feel stuck in a rut. I would, I would suggest taking a break. Oftentimes, I'm going to use that yoga example again because this is yoga faith. <laughs> uh, we, just, we teach a class, and we continue to teach classes or run all over town maybe for very little per hour. So we're exhausting our physical bodies or we're, you know, uh, money in the gas tank, all of this takes time and money and we just kind of get stuck and we're kind of confused and we don't know what to do and we're teaching yoga which is what we want to do um, but perhaps our, you know, there's a plethora of things, right? Maybe people aren't showing up. Maybe it's too far. Maybe it's not worth it. Um, you just kind of get in this kind of hamster wheel and I had to really take a look at a class I was teaching for three years. It was, it was a place that gave me my start I was extremely grateful. I was really plugged in. I was very connected to the people. And it was very, very hard at the thought that God prompted me to leave this class. No, God, I can't do that. And um, this is a Christian organization. So even though it was a good thing and it was, um, it, I believe it was for that season for sure, but even though it was a good thing, God called me out of that thing to create space for um, my family time, to create space for bigger things that he was wanting to do in my life, but it was very hard to open my hand and let that go. And I'm going to tell you, when you live with an open hand, I've got a picture on my desk in a, pers a person in child pose with their hands open. You know, it's a lot easier for, for God to, to, for you to, it's a lot easier for you to release something to God with that open hand is what I'm trying to say. If it's closed, if we hold on to it, God has to pry some things out. And he's trying to get bigger and better things to you. So when you're stuck in a rut, um, I have a suggestion there to just take a break. Maybe to just get in nature. Nature always helps me to, to just be alone, maybe go for a walk. Um, you know, yoga outside, worshiping him just alone on your mat is a beautiful way to kind of get back to the basics 
which is a lot of the theme here in what I'm telling you. Um, but just really being alone with God every January, and I'll tell you this is a life-altering uh, this will change the course of yourselves for sure. Um, we do a Daniel fast every year. Yoga Faith was born out of a Daniel fast six Januarys ago. And, um, you know, every, every time we do it, something major happens. And it doesn't always happen in January, but we are sacrificing our first fruits. We're emptying ourselves out. We're getting alone with him. We're seeking him. Scriptures are clearer than any, any time ever when you are fasting and you're emptying yourself out. You're dethroning your stomach, so your stomach and your hunger is not always guiding you, um, but you're letting there be other food for your soul. This is true soul food, guys. So if you can, um, join us on the Be Still and the Daniel Fast in January. Be Still Challenge is, you know, we give you prayers and meditations along with a posture if you choose to do that. That starts January 1st through the 31st, and then the Daniel fast is, it, it can be summed up in a vegan plant-based diet. You do eat, you do consume, um, you stay away from, uh, you know, sugars and all of that, but uh, that's, that information is all on our website if you need more, but it is life-changing. So if you want to start the new year really seeking the plan of God for your life based on your purpose, your specific purpose that he's already predestined for you, it's irrevocable. Um, Daniel fast and be still. There's nothing else like it. It's, I can't say enough. So 3B, uh, filling in the, the four blanks there, getting in the way. What is getting in the way of your dreams? So you're going to get alone with God. You're going to um, explore some of these passions, skills, desires, passions, all of that stuff with him. And he's going he's gonna to speak to you. I guarantee you, he is going to speak to you. And then what I want to ask is, when you know your dream, and perhaps you already know it, I want to ask you this question, 3B, what is getting in the way of your dreams? What is getting in the way? You have to examine that, and you have to evaluate that. And I'm going to talk here in a moment with just the life schedule and the time blocks. Um, and four, I kind of already covered that. Nobody is showing up to my classes and I'm not even breaking even. Um, I did mention that in three, but in A, it says be consistent. Keep showing up. People need to trust. And I suggest that you would give something four to six months, and it also says ish. So that is something that you can ask God. I probably wouldn't be going to a class um, you know, each week or twice a week if you know, there's nobody showing up to it or it's very small numbers, that would tell me that maybe it's the time. Maybe I need to adjust my schedule or the time of the class. Um, it doesn't mean to cancel the class. It means to maybe make some adjustments or even in location. Maybe God is calling you to another location to offer sacred space to others. So you really just need to um, evaluate that and examine that. So just a couple more points before um, I'll open it to some comments and then we'll let Andrea talk so you don't get tired of my voice. Thank you for listening to me. Um, number four, nobody is showing up to my class. I'm not even breaking even. Um, basically, like I said, you know, I would say four to six months, but that's just something you ask God, and then I refer back to three. Um, number five, setting goals and actively achieving them. I want to talk really briefly about time blocks. Um, if something is not planned, 
if something is not on your agenda, it's not in your calendar, whether that's digital or um, old-fashioned paper like me, if it's, if it's not on there, it doesn't exist. Right? It's just part of your imagination. We have to create time blocks. So this is our budget, not with money, but with time. And so if you want uh, devotions in the morning, you have to set that, 6 to 7 or 7 to 8, whatever, whatever that is. You have to set that hour aside. Now, professional athletes and executives have one thing in common, and that is that they have a peak performance time of, are you ready, 90 minutes. That's it, 90 minutes. So whatever it is in your day, whether you're a morning person or night person, you have 90 minutes to do whatever that is. So if you have a project, if you're uh, whatever that is, that 90 minutes that you can devote, maybe it's right after devotions or right after devotions you have breakfast. So you schedule that half hour in your calendar. And then maybe you, uh, you know, get the kids ready or whatever you have to do in the next half hour. All right, well, then the next block of time, make that 90 minutes if you're a morning person. If your brain is really actively um, focused at, in the morning, do 90 minutes. That's your 10 to 11.30 or whatever that is. And, of course, then you schedule your lunch and you schedule your exercise. I hope you all are exercising at some point during the day or maybe you take a lunch break at work, move around, schedule moving around. And then you just create these blocks, and they're, they're really non-negotiables, right, that they get achieved. Maybe you wish to close down your day at 4 o'clock. How are you going to make that happen with the time blocks if you wake up at 6? And what do you need to achieve during those time blocks? Really quick, if you have a writing utensil, which I hope you do, draw a square. This is something I learned from my mentor that really is, is life-changing. It's very simple. Um, but I learned where I was living most of my life, and it wasn't in the healthy balance. So um, draw a square and then draw a cross within it so you're dividing it into four smaller squares. At the top left of your square, you're going to have a U for urgent. You don't have to write out urgent, but it's a U, and then an I, and an I is for important. So you have U and I. In the top right square, you have in you, not urgent and an I, important. In the bottom left, you have you, urgent, and in I, not important. You see where we're going with this. The bottom right is not urgent, in you, and you also have in I, not important. So I want to ask you, where do you hang out within this square? Now for me, I'm in the top left most of the time. It's urgent and it's important, <laughs> which if you know, that's not very sustainable. I kind of run around with my hair on fire a lot, but that's not healthy. It's not um, a balanced, harmonious life, right? In yoga, we talk about being balanced and harmonious. Well, urgent and important every day, all day long is not sustainable. So we sort of want to get to the non-urgent important. And I, I just want to give you this really briefly, and I'll be done with this. This is a really quick introduction to getting your life in balance, and this coincides with the time blocks, which is why I wanted to introduce it to you. But if you do um, decide how to put things in that box,
I've got four Ds for you, and I wish I had more time to park here, but um, we don't. You've got to either decide to dump it. Can you just dump it? Do you have to do it? You can decide whether you want to delegate it. If it can't be dumped, maybe you can delegate it to someone. Can you defer it? If you can't delegate it or dump it, can you postpone it? And then if you have to do it, which square is that going to go in if you can't do any of the above? So can you dump it, delegate it, defer it, or do it? That's going to sort of help you not run around with your hair on fire. Is this urgent or is this not urgent? Is it not urgent and important? Is it you've got to kind of figure out when things come at you um, what you can set down, what you can't set down. And then there's some emergency things that come your way that you just have to you know, take the entire day out of your life, and it's, it's a wash. Um, for me, piano, it's not urgent, but it's important, right? So you've got to figure out where you put those uh, things that you have in your life um, on that square. So um, time blocks, four square, and then C, stretching your face. There's a balance meditation and a one through four exercise in there. And that really is just placing the things in your life that are non-negotiable, non such as uh, work and school. And then you list other things, and you put a two, a three, and a four next to them. And all the fours just get deleted. <laughs> so you just create margin in your life. And again, going back to things that you know, might even be good, like a Tuesday morning Bible study, that's a good thing, but God had me for a season there, and then he said, it's time to move on. And you know, things like that are hard because they are good, but he, he was creating space, and he still is creating space. Um, and so it can be that easy. And then last but not least, of course, we're, all of this, we're talking about time balance of God, family, ministry, business, hobbies, and future desires. And I also want to say glorified hobbies because sometimes our hobbies um, become elevated to a point where, you know, maybe it's making mala beads and it becomes, it becomes almost a business. And so just separating, you know, what God has us to do and then what brings us joy or what we do in our downtime. So figuring out all of these things and, um, you know, I won't elaborate on the time blocks, but um, in 6A, with all of these things, making sure that you do have those time blocks, that you actually create them so that you have time for it, so that you can be present for all of these things. You know, when we're, you know, just checking things off the list, you know, we don't want to live like that as well. We want to be present. We want to allow time and margin in our life to be present. Just because I clean out my garage doesn't mean that I'm going to go fill it up with more junk. No, it just means I'm going to enjoy this clutter-free space because I can think better now and I can you know, actually park a car in here now or whatever it is. We're not trying to just create margin to fill it up again. No, we're trying to create margin for the things that God has for us. And maybe that means you know, vacationing with our family because we've created time and, and balance. So um, I will end there. And uh, if you have any questions or comments or feedback, or maybe you have a trick or tip that you would like to share with all of us, we would love that. Um, all you have to do is hit star six to unmute yourself. 
And um, we will only have time for just a couple comments if you wish to speak. And if not, that's okay too, but we'll open it up if you need to. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Suzanne. Um, and I just have a quick comment. Um, and it's regarding like the good stuff and that sometimes God pulls us out of that. Well, from January till now, God has stripped me of so many things. I would say almost everything I was involved with, he has taken away and then put me into other strategic places where he wants me. And some of it was very good. And the one thing was teaching at a local group home for troubled women, but he pulled me out of that. And that was probably the hardest thing he pulled me out of this year. But it was obvious, and I can now, I'm seeing him stirring something else now. So even though it's good, there's a reason. And I'm, I'm just excited to see for 2019 what he's, where this is all going to go. But I can see the work already happening, which if I wouldn't have left that and did other things, I wouldn't be headed that direction. So. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for sharing that. And, um, you know, when we first talked about the timing of this call, I thought, oh, it's the holidays. Nobody's going to want to jump on. And then when Andrea said she was available, I was like, what better time to do it at the end of a year because God is doing something new. And he's doing it within our ministry as well. And when he prunes, it hurts. You know, there's a lot of things that he prunes, and it's hurtful and it's painful, but we know that he does that. We know that he takes branches off that don't bear fruit so that the fruit-bearing branches can bear bigger and better, and it says larger fruits, right? So um, it doesn't mean that when those branches get cut off, it is not extremely painful. So um, I appreciate you sharing that and the vulnerability and um, I just know that it takes a lot of courage to continue to have such strong and bold faith when God prunes so much. So thank you for sharing that. And um, I just say amen, and I am excited with you, sister. All right. Is there anybody else? We have time for one more, and then we'll hear from Andrea, who just has an, so much more amazingness for you. Just hit star six if you'd like to speak. Going one. Hi, this is Peggy. <laughs> Hi, Peggy. Hey, hey. hey man, I got it. I am uh, just got back from the ocean, so I'm great. Good, <laughs> good. Um, I, you know, I, and I have to say, I had some technical problems. Uh, so I got in a little bit late. However. Um, and if you covered this, I hope you don't mind uh, covering it again. I, uh -uh. I'm just, um, you know, I'm working. I'm a teacher full time, um, and I wanted to just bless people at my church and in my community um, with yoga and with yoga faith, and just giving uh, people opportunity to to be quiet and and hear the voice of God and really uh -huh. contemplate um, what He's giving us. So in saying that, I am struggling to to find my voice, uh, to find my authenticity, 
uh, in this uh, in this new adventure. I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit on that and how I can kind of maybe navigate my way through it besides just practice, because I know practice really does help. <laughs> yes, yes, and um, I think that will be a perfect leeway into Andrea. So, Andrea, get ready, because I know she can answer it as yes. well. But I just want to say that I've, I've seen on, you know, just, social media outlets and few email exchanges, just you having that faith and you stepping out in it. And I know that God rewards that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you did just graduate on October 10th, Peggy. So <laughs> in, in December, I'm going to say, wow, girl, you've done so much and you just Thank keep you. doing it and you keep trusting and it will come. It will come. And, you know, with us providing that sacred space to others, you know, spending time with God, which I know you do, is the mm-hmm. most important thing you can do. So if he's leading you and he's giving you peace over this, this class and this space, then keep doing that and you, you will just find your flow. It will just be, and I, you know, some of us, it's like one day it's just like light bulb, right? And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, I am flowing. I am in my flow when I'm teaching yoga or whatever. <laughs> um, for others, it just comes over, over time mm-hmm. and, um, but I just see what you're doing, and I'm just like, you know, I don't have kids, but I'm pretty sure this is what a mama feels like. Like, <laughs> wow, like this is so amazing what you're doing. And just continue to ask God for anointing and, that, uh, and the fresh anointing that, it, you know, it just stays flowing and it doesn't get stagnant, and that just comes from spending time with him, spending time on the mat. You know, you just keep doing it. So I'll let... Um, I'll let Andrea, if she wants to add anything, and then she can go ahead and speak. But thank you, Peggy. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, Peggy, I think there's a misconception that all of us are super confident in what we're doing. <laughs> right. there, there, are, there are some times where I'm like, I, I rock. <laughs> and then there's times where I'm like feeling very insecure. And, you know, I've been teaching for three and a half years, and I still have those moments. And I, I just think that it, it does. It comes with, a, with time, with, with uh, moments of practicing, learning. The more you know and the more you apply, that, that confidence builds. But, yeah, I still deal with insecurities, especially if I know that there's another instructor in my class that I'm doubting myself the whole time. Um, so you're not alone. By any and, you know, it's, yeah. it's fun, but I got a, a recommendation from one of my friends, right? And so now I'm intimidated because now there's, like, more than people I know I want to come to my class now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't want them to think I suck. <laughs> it's in right. your head. Totally. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And Peggy's yeah. great. Peggy's great. So you just you. just keep doing what you're doing. And it's amazing. Know that it's amazing. And, you know, maybe because you are a teacher, like, it's not about us at the end of the day it's just about us being used by God and he's going to do the rest we are just seeds so when we take us out of the equation you know my first yoga class it was free and there were a ton of people who showed up because it was free and I just I I didn't think anything was going to come out of my mouth I was so nervous and I just Mm -hmm. had them take child's pose for a few minutes till I could gather <laughs> myself, you know, like all these eyeballs. And so, um, and then I did. I trusted God. I opened my mouth. Mm-hmm. Something came out. And then it just, like, I felt like I'd been doing it forever. And that's not always the case, obviously. But, yes, 
as Andrea said, you know, we all deal, we all deal with insecurities. You know, on this side of heaven, we, we always will. So it's just how fast we can, we can refute them with the, with the promises instead of the lies because there's a lot of lies. So your people need to hear what you need to say. So keep that in yeah. mind. Thank you. But without further, yes, thank you, Peggy, so much. (laughs) Without further ado, some of you know Andrea. She's amazing. She is uh, really pivotal at our teacher trainings and has so much to offer. But one thing that I wish we could do more at these trainings is um, mentoring sessions. So we're creating space um, to do that. So um, I just am so honored to have her with me here today. So. Take it away, Andrea. (laughs) Thank you, Michelle. Well, I posted on the website what questions you had, and Ms. Carla responded with, how do we find teaching positions? What are some ways to go about doing that? And if you've taken any of my classes, I'm a very practical teacher. Um, So if you look at the notes, you'll see everything's pretty much laid out for you on what to do, but so that you're just not reading it. Uh, I create packets. Uh, a year ago, I went and uh, I saw on Indeed that Gold's Gym was looking for a yoga instructor. So I created a packet uh, in that I had a cover letter. And um, my, I have my cover letter actually here. I'm going to read it to you. But you want it to have professionalism. You want it to tell a little bit about yourself, how you can benefit their company. So it's not just some blah cover letter. Uh, it, it's regarding the yoga instructor position, Dear Kim Stern, the director of Gold's Gym. I'm contacting you in regards to the yoga instructor position at Gold's Gym in Woodinville as advertised in the Indeed.com job offer, our job finder. I'm very interested in learning further details and applying for this position. My relevant qualifications include my certification as a 200 RYT with three years of experience teaching at the YMCA in Sky Valley Branch, Restart, Patchwork Fitness. This involves teaching a variety of levels, beginner to advanced, ages youth to seniors, giving verbal and tactile adjustments, and utilizing a multitude of props to aid students in posture accessibility. My experience and skill set, I believe, can be a valuable addition to Gold's Gym. I can be reached for an interview at your convenience. So that, that is a, um, a way of drawing them in. Hey, um, I really want to get to know this person. So what I did next, then I created a resume, made it uh, specific for this particular position. I took out some of the things that it wasn't needed. Like I'm not going to be a cycle instructor there, so I took out my cycle certification. <clears throat> that way they didn't, couldn't ask me to teach cycle as well because I don't like it. <laughs> um, I made copies of my certification so they had my first aid, my CPR, and all the other um, additional certifications I held, including my insurance, in that packet. I made sure I found out who the director was, and I reached out to that person first by email. Hey, I'm interested in this. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about it? And as soon as she contacted me, I immediately followed up and hand-delivered this packet to her. I, she happened to be on property, so I got to meet her. She got to see my face. We had a great conversation. And she didn't really need another instructor at the moment. They are just constantly looking for somebody. So she put my file in her packet. And then about a month later, she said, hey, we need a sub. Can you come and do this class? And so I did. And then I also auditioned for another class. So I have that, her face-to-face contact. She had my information. She knew I was more than qualified. And then it just made a stepping stone for when the opportunity came. Uh, uh, the audition, I went auditioned with four other people. Uh, she could see in my audition that I had uh, 
different level of qualifications than say somebody who just started. Uh, so she put me at a different tier than somebody else. Um, so you're just making yourself more desirable by that instructor or that person who is hiring the instructor. Uh, make sure you ask, you know, hey, this, how long is the audition going to be? Is it five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes? And then what would you like to see? Especially if you teach a multiple variety of classes, you might not want to do just the yen because you're only going to get maybe two poses completed. So ask what they want to see from you. And then follow up with a thank you card, an email, whatever it is so that they know that you are actually interested in that position. Okay, then another option for you to do is to sign up um, on Indeed, Monster, there's Career Builder, Google, LinkedIn. There's so many different websites that you can submit your resume. Uh, you ha I think they have a cover letter option if you apply, you can submit that as well. But if you have your resume on the website, people are actively seeking you. I get emails every day from these sites about jobs that have opened. I know right now Mill Creek Hot Yoga is looking for a child uh, instructor to go to private schools to teach yoga, but I don't like working with children, so I declined that one. Uh, sorry, just keeping it real. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I know that there's a class in Muckleteo um, that is wanting somebody for private apartments. Well, that's too far away for me. So I called Carla Spear, who lives over in Muckleteo, and I know that Stacy Laburn lives in Edmond. So I said, hey, these might be something that's of interest to you. So I forward that information on to them. When Christian Ott was living in Woodenville, I let her know that uh, the YMCA in Monroe was looking for an instructor. So just making sure that you're looking out for your family. It's a, something might not be good for you, but you might know something that would fit better for somebody else. So you know, take care of each other. Check in often those emails. They can be a little you know, overwhelming sometimes because you're getting uh, indeed for a front desk specialist or you know, something you're like, I, didn't, I just want yoga. Uh, but just weed through it but be, be on top of it. Uh, take what you can. You know, it's hard being a yoga instructor. It's not a nine-to-five job. You've got to travel left and right, north and south. You have to do so many different things, but it's okay if your job only pays $15 and it's not getting a $50 paycheck uh, per class. It just take what you can. Gain the experience. You, you evolve as an instructor the more you do it. I'm definitely not the same instructor I was when I first started, uh, but you can – you can ask for more money. You can ask for a raise when you gain that and you have something for them to say, yes, you're worth this at the moment. But right now you don't have any experience, so how can we expect to pay you $50 a class when there's somebody out there who is an EYT versus you who just started and maybe have two hours under your belt? I'm like, I, I have a job that I literally taught this morning that I only get paid $20 a class. But I want that extra class, so I'm okay with only getting 20 bucks. Uh, I, I really want to get my E, and that requires 1,000 hours of teaching. So I will take what I can. <laughs> you can offer free classes, uh, whether you're offering it at your church or some local studio, just to get the experience. If they see what you're doing and they like it, they might offer you a job. Uh, offer donation-only classes. I know Michelle does this. Um, she asks, she doesn't have a suggested donation, but I think she started at 
like $8 a class, and then she took that off, and she ended up getting more. But I've also heard people said that they have a donation, but have never received an actual donation before. So it just depends on your group of people and the culture that's there. Some people create punch cards, you know, buy, buy 10, get one free, um, however you want to do it. Uh, you can become a sole proprietor. Uh, I have an LLC, but it's kind of a lot of work and a lot of money, so it might not be something you want to do. Uh, just having your own social security and sole proprietorship to create your own business. You can take out insurance, uh, offer class in your own home, in your yard, whatever it is. I have specific insurance that covers my studio on my property. Uh, and then I have insurance for me as an individual as well. You can do classes in the park. You know, hey, nobody wants me to teach at the class, but I can offer a class in the park. Just make sure if you do that, you get a permit from the park that you're at. Uh, in Monroe, I have to just go to Monroe Parks and Recreation, submit an application. I think it's only like 10 bucks. It might have gone up a little bit. You get one to two hours. You can ask for them to comp that if you don't charge any money when you're with a nonprofit organization. So when I taught classes in the park for free through the Y, I just applied for the free application, and I got the permit to teach. You could probably not get the application and, and the permit, but you might be opening yourself up to something. Keep all your receipts if you do end up getting these permits because you can count that against your taxes when you go to, to submit that to the IRS. Another way is to stand out from other instructors. This is an oversaturated market. How are you going to be different? If there are 10 people coming in to teach yin or applying for a yin position, how can you be different? Um, it might not be yin. Maybe you want to offer a variety of styles. Yes, I can teach yin, but I can also do this, 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 and this. Uh, I, 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 my business is called Patchwork Fitness because I, well, as a patchwork quilt, offer any, any type of yoga that I can think of. I'm TRX yoga certified. I'm wheel certified. I'm myofascial release certified. Uh, you know, I, obviously I'm yoga faith certified. So there's so many different varieties. So when I go in, I'm not just a one-trick pony. If you only want to do yin, because I, I know that some people, their physical body cannot allow them to do more than maybe say the yin or the gentle, just be excellent at what you do. Learn all that you can so that you can apply what you learn, and that makes you appear amazing. Not that you're not already amazing, but people will notice that you stand out. So those are just some different ways. I don't know if anyone, I know Michelle was saying pause in between here. So if, if there is a additional comment to ways to getting a yoga position, I am more than willing to hear. And I'm sure the other yogis would be willing to hear that as well. So if anyone wants to chime in, please do. Um, Andrea, it's Christian. Yeah. Hey, Christian. Hi. What does the CEC stand for? Continuing Education Credits. Oh, okay, okay. And so when we take a class online with Michelle, like I just signed up for the yin class, does that mean after that class is com completed, then I will have that? Yes, I you have Continuing it. Education Credits. Whatever you do online is considered non-contact hours. And then if you are in contact physically with her for the yin training, then those hours are considered contact hours. Oh, okay. Okay, thanks. You are welcome.
How do I take yeah. it off this? Okay. I was just going to say um, I also wanted to add for those who maybe joined us a little bit late that to get the receipt for this call, if you're on it, that's why you should stay till the end. If you're on it for the full length, you get the hour and a half CEC. And you sometimes see that as CEU. Uh, they're interchangeable, continued education unit. Um, put mentor moments feedback in your subject line, mentor moments feedback, which in the email you're going to give us feedback. <laughs> um, and then it's one point. 1218. So that's this volume of Mentor Moments Feedback 1.1218. So I will give you a receipt of completion as well as a little gift um, towards Lead Like Jesus, which is also amazing for leadership and what all that we're talking here today. All right, moving on. How to stay balanced. Type A and type B are the predominant personality types. There is a type X where you have two that are competing of equal, um, equal strength, and then you have a type C. But the majority of people fall into type A and type B. So those are the two I'm going to focus on. I am type A. I'm very task-oriented. I'm a driver. Uh, I'm a perfectionist. And that can be very daunting. So if this is something that rings true to you, you know what I'm talking about. We have limitations. We've got to know our limitations so that we can combat them. We get hyper-focused on one task. We neglect everything else. We alienate our family. Uh, and that's not good because we want to get this done. Now leave me alone. Okay, that's not good. Okay, um, we need to spread things out over time more. I, I'm hosting a retreat in January, at the end of January. And I started planning for this six months ago. So I had this huge list, and I have just been checking it off one at a time. I, I made 20 rice bags for each of the yogis, and Michelle was like, superwoman. And I'm like, no, I, just, I planned it out. She's asked me before, how do you do this all? Like, I'm a mom of three. I work. You know, how do I do this all? I take time. I spread it out. I took 10 months to get my uh, 200-RYT training done before I went to the immersion Otherwise, I would have been overloaded. Uh, be open to compromise. There's more than one way to be good at something. There's other ideas. Ask for ideas. Seek help. Delegate. It's, it's so, so hard with this perfectionist personality to, to let go of their reins, but we kind of have to let it, let it go. We have to face our fears. Everything is going to be perfect. So if you are dealing with, I don't want to proceed doing this yoga class yet because I'm just not perfect yet, it's, it's gotta, you got to let it go. It's, it's this controlling factor that we have, and it's not healthy. Nobody's going to be perfect. I'm, I've been teaching for three and a half years, and I'm still not perfect. I still mess up right from left. I forgot, I forgot a pose. I didn't balance it out. I'll walk away from the class. Crap, I forgot to do this. So it, it, you just can't hold on to it. What's really important for us is to take time for ourselves. We can't pour from an empty cup. And we are so prone to be stressed out because we are constantly going and doing and getting things done. We have to learn this special word that I learned a few years ago, and it's only two letters, but it's the word no. We don't want to let people down. We want to people please. But by taking on things that aren't, for us to do, even if they're good things, 
it weighs us down and we can't walk up the hill carrying our rocks and everyone else's rocks as well. We'll end up at the base of the mountain, staring at the top, wondering why we can't get there. Let go of the things that aren't, like that little box that Michelle was talking about. Let go of the things that aren't for you that are not important. Prioritize. Be aware of your internal process. If you're inside, you know that you're getting wound up. You have to identify that. You have to let people know around you, hey, I'm getting overwhelmed. Um, I have too much on my plate right now. Can you please not put any more on? Can you help me with it? Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Type B personalities, they're spontaneous, they're flexible, they're laid back, but their limitations is, you know, it's hard for them to commit to anything. It's more like, yeah, I'll eventually get to it, but that leads to massive procrastination. Your I'm going to get to it tomorrow ends up to be next week or next month, and then a year has passed and you still haven't done anything. So don't be complacent. Uh, set tangible goals with deadlines. Uh, we have don't forget the details. Because you're laid back, you, you see the big picture, you forget things, so then when you show up for something, you seem flaky because you didn't get those I's dotted and those T's crossed. So be purposeful in what you're doing as well, and that might mean making little sticky notes so you don't forget the details. I just got back from a trip to Cancun, and I usually make a list, but I purpose, eh, I'm not going to make a list. Well, I forgot my socks. I forgot my toothbrush. I forgot so many things because I didn't have my list, but that might be something that's beneficial for you to have something so you don't forget. Any questions in regards to type A or type B? Star six, if you need to chime in. So Andrea, just really quickly, how did you achieve your Cancun trip? Oh, the fit bodies. Yes. Um, so I applied for a position through fitbodies.com. After you've been teaching for one year and you have all your certifications, your first aid, CPR, all that, you too can apply to be fit bodies. You can travel to any of these four and five star all inclusive resorts for yourself, an adult, and two children under a certain age, the resort is depending, all for the low, low price of $600. If you have a fifth person, like I do, I had to pay uh, an additional fee, which was $1,600 for her. But in all my Club Med Cancun, which would have been $8,000 for my entire family, was only $2,100 for my entire family. And all I had to do was teach at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., every day. I had great downtime. My family had a fabulous time. And uh, it was the second time I've done it through Fit Bodies. Yeah, definitely take advantage of that. Thank great you trip. for that. I know you didn't discuss that in your previous points. And I didn't want to interrupt or take you out of this. But no. I think everybody's thanking me for interrupting you on that one. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you yes, for that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And like I, I went to Cancun Dreams uh, in February of this last year. And I only had to teach at 8 a.m every day, and I was free for the rest of the day. So that was fabulous. Um, okay, so moving on, um, just a few points on the last one. I'm not even going to read through it. If you're feeling frozen and you don't know what to do, you need to set goals. And I know Michelle talked about it, so there's not a lot of points for me other than to say operationally define 
what you want. If I just say, I want to lose weight, well, if I lose a pound, I've lost weight. Okay? You have to operationally define what it is you want. And the examples I used was, I will apply for three positions by January 31st. Okay? That gives you the who, what, when, where, why. Kind of. Okay. So the examples I use, one through five, are how to break down the steps to create those plans. What are you going to do? And um, the second scenario, this is when I created my LLC. This would be my date. I will open up my own business, my LLC, by March 2019, and these are the steps I broke down. Well, obviously my time frame is different because I opened my business a year ago. But these are just examples for you. But the whole point is don't be stuck. The longer you stay, the longer it will be harder for you to move. And the example I used in my little scenario down below is a moving car or a car that's stuck on the side of the road. The hardest part of getting it going you know, is getting that momentum, pushing it forward. And once you get it rolling, it's going to keep rolling and it's going to be hard for you to actually stop the car. So just do something. Operationally divine, define what you want, make the steps out, create the deadlines, and follow through. And with that, just have grace for yourself. If you make a mistake, if, if things aren't going how you want, it's okay. Just keep moving forward. And have someone to be accountable to. If you have another person on this line that you're in contact with, maybe from your immersion, maybe you guys work together to, hey, how are you doing? What's your plan for the week, for the month? And then just follow up with each other. And that's all I have for you, ladies and gentlemen. That's it? Like that's all you have? That's all I have. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. It's 1 o'clock. So you told me to finish up so there's time for questions. See, she's, she's so task-oriented. She's on it. She's on it. Um, Andrea and I have uh, a lot of similar traits, and I, I do think she's superwoman. And before I learned about time blocks, I did ask her that question, right? This is pre-time blocks. Like, how do you do everything? But these things are really simple, and they're really life-changing. Time blocks might feel or seem at first like, oh my gosh, this is like a prison. This is so, um, you know, constricting. I have to do, you know, do everything. But what it's actually doing is providing freedom. And so just as Andrea said, creating that margin for her entire family to go on vacation and have a beautiful time, she created margin for that. So it's, it's I, I kind of chalk it up to like the Word of God. People think the Word of God is like rules and regulations, where I think it's like this wide open, spacious, free life, like a life of freedom. So time blocks, they might feel like they're constricting you, but they're actually allowing you to have this wonderful life of freedom. Um, so yes, on anything, if you want to chime in, just star six um, to unmute, and questions, comments feedback, maybe you have um, some other tips to share, whatever it is, um, the time is now. Um, we will stay to the last question up until 1.30, no later than 1.30. And if by chance you just don't want to talk in front of everyone, you can certainly email us as well. But we will definitely get to every single question. Um, and remember to email me the feedback. So to get the receipt of completion, or even if you don't care about that and you just want to help me um, improve, 
for the future. Um, mentor moments feedback, 1.1218 is your subject line, and I appreciate that. So star six, we're all ears. I am brand new. I, I signed up for the Black Friday sale. Um, I've been awesome. super thank passionate. You. Oh, thank you. Um, I've been super passionate about yoga for probably about eight years because it gave me my life back after some health issues. Um, and I, even though I couldn't see myself teaching, I, you know, I was always always in the back of my head. And then I said, no, I can't afford it. So I signed up Black Friday, even knowing that. Um, I'm not going to be able to run around all over the place teaching classes because I have health issues and I'm also a special needs mom. So um, my crazy idea, and it's not so crazy because I follow somebody who does it. I, I follow um, a chronic illness yoga. I, I have a membership with them actually. And she's not, she's not a believer, you know, so, you know, there's that difference. But I learned a lot from them, and she's created just a really thriving healing communities and um, or, you know around around spoonie yoga. That's what it's called, spoonie yoga. Uh, so that, that that's kind of my my thought process is that I am a chronic illness blogger and I am pretty tech savvy, except for the video, and that in time. Uh, he, you know, when I've gone through everything um, and comfortable to do it was to create some kind of online membership community around it. Um, is that crazy? Not that, at all. Did that even make sense? <laughs> Not at all. And, hey, you know, hey, and it's just funny that she's saying that because this is what I'm actually working towards, the little the little thing that God's working on me, and I'm actually legally blind. And so I do not drive, and transportation where I live is very limited. So I am basically starting from scratch. I don't know anything about it, and I am researching things, and I would be glad once I'm going through things to share that with whoever <laughs> from our group about how I go about doing that because I'm not really sure yet, but it is in the works. So just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I love that. And even you guys could, you know, hook up with accountability partners. Like, you know, when people come to Immersion, we kind of um, connect them with partners. So if you have that already, reach out, stay connected. I know most of you do, but that is such a divine connection or other people from your immersion that you've met and you said you would keep in touch and maybe kind of slid, but accountability is really awesome. So if you guys want to connect, that's awesome. We'll be um, setting up a private group just for mentoring um, because as we go along, we're going to have some amazing stuff that we just always want to keep in the forefront. So these ideas are not crazy, Mariah. And, I mean, <laughs> you are – if. If you want somebody to say the opposite, you are talking to the wrong person because it's my belief that if it is crazy, it is God. If it's not crazy, it's probably not God because God always calls us to these like, you know, I mean, for us in the flesh, they seem crazy. Or 
our bank account does not match what he's telling us to do, always. That's always been my case. And so I, I say that it is God and that you have a whole community here to support you on your journey and to help you and, you know, people as we go and getting information. We are, we are a community of sharers. So forever as we journey together, just helping one another, building one another, supporting and serving one another the best we know how. Awesome. Awesome. The other little piece of this, too, is that I've been sober um, almost 33 years. Wow. I never, discovered, I never discovered yoga until after diagnosis, like, you know, uh, the one eight years ago. And I was doing it for my health, but, like, my thought process then was, like, I wish I had known about this when I got sober. It's it's become such a recovery modality for me. So at some point, I'd really like to take the, um, you know, the 12-step training, too, and just kind of see, you know, what what happens with that. But Mariah, where do you live? Outside of Tampa. I don't okay. think you have anybody Oh, you're on the here. other side I of the country as me. I'm so excited to yeah. be doing one again. I haven't done it in three years. Other people have been doing it, but... Um, I'm not in sobriety, but I have other um, past addictions that, you know, I'm very grateful to God for the journey because he has let me know that he is the highest high. There is no other substance. And um, in listening to your 33 years, I know that Jesus was, you know, walked the earth for 33 years. There's um, significance in our story and in our journey. And for me to be able to um, offer another 12-step in recovery this spring, you know, I'm reminded through all of the amazing materials, I'm just, I'm reminded how God brought me through. And I, you know, I'm putting it all in, you know, my hellish journey on earth. Um, I'm putting it all in a second book. And thanks to those time blocks, I actually finished the book because as Andrea said, um, she was talking about the car, but I just know for me, and I'm built much like her, if I set something down, it is really sometimes impossible, but it's really difficult to pick back up. So I started writing this a long time ago. It was, it was the book that was in my heart. Um, it was, I thought it would be my first book, but um, it's going to be my second book. But in writing my journey and proofreading it, um, you know, my husband and I just went on a road trip, and I, I proofread it out loud. So we were laughing. We were crying. I didn't expect tears. We cried, like, in all these different spots. But what God brought me through and to what he's doing now and that you, Mariah, are able to help other people through your story. So God got you the information, got you to yoga in perfect timing, um, and it's all perfect. So you don't need to, you know, like Andrea said, you know, have grace. Um, don't beat yourself up. Don't go down that, that road because um, for each of us on this call, uh, you know, it's always in perfect time, period. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Anybody Hello, else? this is Melanie. Hi, Melanie. How are you? I'm good. I was so excited to get on the call this morning. I took a lot of really great notes, and it was really good to be reminded of the time blocking again. I feel like I go throughout my life and my day and my week, and so often I just have the huge list of stuff, and I haven't been as good about my time blocking lately, so I'm really excited to 
put that back into practice. And um, I was really excited to hear about Andrea's uh, talk about the fit bodies and travel really motivates me. And so I love to do little classes and I'm excited to get involved in that again. And yet when I see that, that makes me really want to set some serious goals about getting my hours in and, and getting through the curriculum. And so thank you for sharing that. You ladies just blessed my morning. You're welcome. Mm, you're so welcome. Thank you for popping on here. It's Barb. <clears throat> Hi, everybody. Hi, Barb. Oh, I miss you. Um, anyways. <laughs> I miss you. We just want to be like, hey, girl. <laughs> I'm here. It's, um, no, and, and I just, uh, what I want to say is, I want to say first off, hello to everybody. So amazing this community and I did my immersion 2018 in Seabeck and I've had the pleasure of meeting both Andrea and Michelle in the flesh <clears throat> and I, I just want to encourage us all you know when I finished my immersion I God placed a vision and planted a dream in my mind and my heart that I was able to share with um, one of the instructors there whose name was Sarah and I just didn't know what it looked like. And I've spent the past year, um, you know, trying things, walking through things. I did the Daniel Fast with Yoga Faith and with our church for the first time in, um, in 2018. And I'm, I'm standing here excited and fearful, and I think fear is sometimes a good thing. Um, but I just want to encourage us all. I'm a 12-stepper. I'm, I'm, I'm a recovering addict. I'm, I'm 55 years old. My husband has not had a job for three years, you know, and I have peace and joy, and I know that God has many good things planned for each and, one, each and every one of us, and we are called to be in community, which is what we're doing now, and I just charge us all to stay accountable to find partners, to journey through life, and, you know, it's all going to sort itself out for each and every one of us. God has a beautiful and magnificent plan. We're called to build his kingdom, and we'll just encourage one another, and I'm just, I'm so excited for all of us, and that's really all I had to say. Oh, I'm so glad you voiced that. I'm so grateful you unmuted and just bless us every time you speak and every time we're just in your presence. Thank you for that. And it's just oh, such a reminder you. of his timing that, you know, he gave you this dream and, and now it's beginning to manifest and now we can watch it and it's, it's so exciting. And Barb is in, <laughs> I can't even say it right anymore because I always say Calvary, but um, she's in Calvary. <laughs> Calgary up there, up there in Canada, um, and she's been such a blessing to this ministry, but now I just, you know, I slipped one time and said Calvary, and it just stuck, so now I just say, Barb, you know, she's up there in Calgary, and I think she says it too now, like, it's just, it's such a beautiful reminder of, you know, all that he did do, but, um, it, yeah, so she lives in Calvary, <laughs> but thank you for that, I love it, I love it. Is there anybody else? Hmm. 
Okay, well, we are going to pray us out, so don't hang up before the most important part. I just want to make sure I give everybody an opportunity going once on the star six thing. If you're trying to unmute, going twice. Hi, this is Lori. Ooh, <laughs> Lori, how are you? Good. I just wanted to say thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you all for being on here. I appreciate that. We want to start doing these um, consistently. Um, well, it's a beautiful time of connection too, but um, you know we'll we'll have more times of conversation than this one. But the information that will be brought will be useful to all of us in personal life, in our professional life, as well as ministry. My husband and I do um, all of the above together um, under one roof, and we do it with joy and love, and it's a blessing from God. It really is. Um, but I don't hear that all the time with people working together with their spouse and doing everything together. So I think there's some incredible insights from um, guests that we'll have, such as Andrea, who um, has just really dove in and, and gained experience and exposure at the same time. And we've learned these steps um, through a process of <laughs> um, sometimes, you know, we just we learn the hard way. And if we can help people save time, tears, and money, then we want to do that. So. Um, you know, you're always welcome to join us on these calls as well. We hope to record them, not just for people who are on them, but people who need them, um, offering free resources uh, to, to everyone. Um, but I want to leave you with this. These are um, a four things that if you begin to implement them and do them well, they are going to pour into everything that we just talked about and pour into every part of your life. Um, so that we can have this wide open, abundant, spacious life that God talks about. God wants you and I want you to, number one, show up. Number two, to pay attention. And I'd like to say that, you know, our two ears and one mouth, that we would listen more than we talk. Number three, to always tell the truth every time, right? I always tell the truth every time. And number four, this is an important one, as they all are, don't be attached to the outcome. Don't be attached to the outcome. Show up, pay attention, tell the truth, don't be attached to the outcome. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for brothers and sisters on this phone call that have come to know how they can have the life that you promised. Basically, ultimately, that's why we, we come. We want to have this abundance that you speak of. And I just pray that your Holy Spirit would help each of us guide us, guide our feet, guide our mouth, our eye gates, our floodgates, our ear gates. Uh, Holy Spirit, that you would protect all of these things as we continue to learn how to do all of these things. We just ask that you would forgive us for anything that doesn't align with you or anything that we've let creep in or abandoning you as our first love. We ask that you would forgive us and that your grace and your mercy, they just wash over us. We are underneath a waterfall of grace. It gushes. We receive it. And it also overflows to others around us. Whether they deserve it or not, that waterfall overflows with the mercy and grace and forgiveness and love 
that you have so bestowed on us, and we praise you for that. We thank you that you are helping us be more balanced, helping us be more joyous, more forgiving, more like you, more loving, and we just want to worship and praise you and glorify you in all that we do, all the gifts and all the passions, talents, and skills that you have blessed us in our heart, all those things that reside in our hearts. We ask that you would... uh, just breathe a fresh anointing, fan those flames that are that are going out or that are dead, that you put new dreams in there, Father God, with that breastplate of righteousness on to protect the fiery darts, to protect our heart, the things that are in it. And we thank you for that anointing, that boldness in you. We praise you for the boldness that we can go out in the world and be as loud as the minority, Father God, because we serve a God, such a big God, we thank you for doing big things, and we thank you for giving us eyes to understand, the spiritual ears and eyes to understand the fraction of what you're doing, and we trust you. We trust you. Maybe we just lay flat on our backs in a posture of trust, saying we surrender, we give up our will, we throw in the towel, Lord God, and we receive your will. You would have your way in our life, our family, our business, our ministry. It's all yours. Everything we do is to glorify you, Father God. In Jesus' mighty, precious name, and we all said amen. amen. And I know we're amen. all on mute, but you can unmute and say amen. You guys, we love you so much. I'm going to go ahead and unmute all here. Amen. We love you, and can't wait till next time. Thank you for your time this afternoon. And um, go out and enjoy God and be blessed. Thank, Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. guys. Happy New Year. Love you. Happy New Year to you, too. Okay. Love you guys. Thank you, Andrea. You. You're amazing. You're uh, welcome. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Michelle. Thank okay. Andrea. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Uh, bye. See you. Have a great day. Love you, Michelle. Love you. See ya. Love you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.